Hi everyone, and welcome to Grow Fearlessly, the podcast that brings you practical growth tips by top B2B experts. In today's episode, Yael Haleniv, the Magnified Business Development Manager, will host Gilad Lipts, a leading business development executive. So stay tuned. Hi, Gilad. It's great to have you with us. Thanks, Yael. Pleasure being here. <laughs> so, Gilad is the VP of Global Business Development at Asperi, a global salesforce consulting partner. And also, two years ago, he founded the BizDev Exec Club, a community of Israeli business development executives in Israel and abroad that provides support, networking, and business opportunities for its members. Did I get it right? Uh, spot on there. You did a great job, Yael. Probably <laughs> even better than I could have done it. But let me give it a try. All right. So, okay. Um, Uh, yes, my name is Gilad. I go by Gili. Um, and maybe I'll start with what I think is most important, which is people who I love and who are close to me. So I live with my family in Nestiona, just south of Tel Aviv. I have four kids, two girls, two boys. So at least number-wise, you'd say the genders are equal, although we actually know which gender is, is more dominant um, <laughs> in reality. I met my wife um, when I served in the Israeli Air Force as an officer in an airborne unit, and we've been together uh, ever since. I run, I practice CrossFit, and I promised myself to get back to playing guitar as part of my upcoming birthday resolution. I, as you said, I work as the Vice President of Global Business Development at a company called Esperi. Esperi is a Salesforce partner. Our expertise is in service and field service. Mm-hmm. And throughout the years, I went from fundamentally avoiding anything to do with service, and now I love everything about it. I think service is the ultimate keyword. Um, therefore, I love my job at Esperi and I love everything that Esperi does. Late 2019, I founded a community. The community, as you said, is called Business Exec for Business Development Executives. Mm-hmm. The goal of Business Exec is to make the community members as successful as possible through collaboration, networking, and business acceleration, and for the greater good. So there is something altruistic in this hyper-capitalist uh, world. in the uh, activity of the community. I'm also a big fan of TED Talks, so happy to have a what's your favorite TED Talk challenge later on. And hopefully this is a fair start. Amazing. And it sounds such a great community. Can I join? <laughs> well, you're definitely a good candidate for it. <laughs> um, so let's begin with the first question. I'm interested to hear what does it mean to be a business development executive? Sure. Ah, it's a great question. The, the, the whole topic of the definition of business development is, is a mystery. That's a uh, yeah, lot of it. For each company, it's different, right? It depends on the size and the industry. Absolutely. And there, there are great definitions out there. I'll go with my own. Okay. I'll just share my, my favorite. So sure. business <laughs> development is the ownership of driving new activities that will have significant impact. On their great organization's growth. So the three keywords, significant new growth. Now everything else, all the other definitions out there, which could be fantastic definitions, to my extent, as far as I'm concerned, they fall under this definition, significant new growth. So it could be collaboration partners, could be ISV partners, mergers and acquisitions, market expansion, uh, corporate strategic planning, long-term plan. There's a growth hacker. 
growth hackers, right? Everything from my perspective falls under significant new growth. This is, this is as far as I see it, this is the what. The what is significant new growth and the how is all the above. Is that collaboration? Is the partnerships? Is the expansion? Is the relationship? Is there a non-organic growth? But significant new growth in my book is the definition of business development. So what goes under that? It's a lead gen? Is it, um, I don't know, revenue? Sure. So I would say all of the above, but it's got to be number one significant. If it's marginal, if it's negligible, it doesn't count under business development. I'm not saying it's not important, but there are probably other entities in the organization that can manage existing accounts, new accounts. That falls under sales. Expansion through marketing. That falls under marketing. Lead generation that could fall either under sales or marketing. It could fall under business development. I'm not a big fan of associating um, uh, the SDR, BDR profession under business development because I don't think it's, it contributes in a significant way to new company. Growth. But how do you it, measure what is significant? How do you know? Like- Fantastic. That's a great, great question. In this, uh, my, my approach to this is going top down. Let's look at the company's strategy, company's growth goal, and let's see what would count as significant. Just by way of example, suppose we're a million-dollar company, mm-hmm. all right? And we draw a threshold of significance, which is, let's say, 4%. So a significant activity would yield $4 million. If it ain't $4 million, it shouldn't fall under business development. Maybe other departments in the organization should do it. I would say in order to qualify a significant new growth, it must meet that threshold. So significant would follow whatever the the organizational threshold is. How do you do it? My approach is set the top-down goals, understand what the company's strategy is, what would mean a what would a needle mover be? If a needle mover was one percent, that's one percent out of the the net worth of the company. If a needle mover is four, five, six percent, well, that's more significant. And that would be under the responsibility of the business development executive. Interesting. Okay, so what, what you're saying is that a business development executive is like a marathon runner. He needs to look two years ahead or three years ahead. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you think of the, the activities of the business developer, as we said, um, the ownership of driving new activities that will have significant impact on the organization's growth, that, that's a challenge. That's no easy task. They usually, these activities usually take a very long time and involve um, many parties in the organization. So assuming the, the BizDev goal could be achieved within a week or a month or a quarter would be a wrong assumption. These are definitely things that take um, much, much longer. And I can tell you that in my conversation with my managers, with my uh, CEOs, we, we speak about the end of the year and we speak about the end of the next year. So let's meet again December 2022 and see how successful we are, we were, in our business development multi-annual plan. So but definitely do do very, that? very long-winded. COVID came in last year and it can ruin everything, but it also can change things. So how can you predict what's going to happen in a year or in two years? Yeah, that's a great question. And COVID was a huge hit. We saw early 2020 around the March, April area uh, timeframe. 
Uh, we saw so many business development executives lose their job because the position was considered as surplus, high pay, um, long-term yield, which nobody thought they would see. And in my eyes, in my opinion, actually COVID in situations such as COVID are the, the, the prime time for business development activities to say, okay, let's go beyond ourselves. Let's think outside of the box and do things that we haven't done before or do other things that can contribute uh, to the significant new growth of the company, which we, again, haven't done before. So from my perspective, coming to the customers, offering new thoughts, new ideas, number one, nobody's flying and nobody's sleeping in a hotel. So everybody has more time to meet and no more time to speak. And everybody's craving for innovation, for new ideas, for different approaches to things that put me in, the, in a great situation to offer more new services and significant new growth. So from my perspective, 2020, as challenging as it has been, was a fantastic year as a business development executive. Whoa, I'm happy for you. <laughs> and it's super interesting. So I'm curious to know, you, you're managing now a community. And this is something that we hear a lot, I think, for the last five, seven years, that uh, community manager. Like every company now has a community and a community manager. So what does it mean to manage a professional community? Yeah, so I think a community is the ultimate medium. It's the ultimate vehicle to drive so many goals, so many um, uh, achievements could be made through communities. What I mean is a community is like a small company. It's a small company that doesn't necessarily adhere to any legal or monetary um, definitions. So you're essentially capable of doing just about anything you want, as long as you have what they call as the three C's. In this context, three C's is the content itself, so a topic or an agenda. The second C is the crowd, so people and participants. And the third C is the container, a platform in which the community strives and, and operates. So content, crowd, and container. And this is my flavor of it. There are many other flavors that maybe are, um, are potentially even more accurate, but a community would follow these three Cs and managing the community would be setting the goal and the, the vision, the mission of the community, and then rallying the crowd, the people who are part of the community and driving all this on the platform. In my specific case of business exec, the platform we kicked off on was WhatsApp, we had an attempt to move to Slack. I, I am a Slack fan. I love Slack, but apparently it didn't work. So we declared it as a failure, which is a very big, very important uh, milestone. Went back to um, WhatsApp where we are operating right now and probably moving over to our, our next platform could potentially be Facebook. So th this is kind of just part of what a community manager needs to attend to, the content, the crowd, and the container. And we're not really post-COVID, but do you plan on doing a meeting or something face-to-face? -face? Absolutely. So what happened was back in, it was December, 20, December 25th, 2019. So everybody around me was buying themselves or other people Christmas presents. And I said, okay, I may as well give myself a present. And I founded the BizDev Exec community. So that was my gift to my own self and to the rest of the community. Amazing. What drove me to, to found the, the community is the understanding that within the broad world of business development, and we spoke about it it, it, it contains so many factors and so many components to it. There are things that I do well, maybe on a sunny day, do 
well plus, and I would be very happy to share with others. But there's so many things that fall into business development that I'm either not aware of or I'm aware of them, but don't do or do poorly. And I would really love to learn from others. So these kind of drivers, um, the, these factors drove me towards putting together or uh, founding the BizDev Exec community. And this is where the community um, functions and operates. Mm-hmm. To your point about meeting people, absolutely. Back in 20, December of 2019, it was perfectly legitimate to meet people to, and, and to huddle. And we had a couple of meet, uh, physical meetups. Then COVID took a, uh, took a turn and we went uh, virtual. So lots of collaboration over WhatsApp. Uh, we had a couple of webinars. And then lately, probably the last couple of months, we went back to physical meetings, uh, which were fantastic. And hopefully COVID doesn't, doesn't block that, doesn't put another block on that. <laughs> doesn't ruin it again, exactly, exactly. But in your case, that's a community that you founded uh, because you're interested in it. But what happens in a community of a company? Is it always for marketing? You know, uh, you want to bring more leads, more uh, prospects. That, that's the reason to put up a company? Well, yeah, so, so that's, that's a great question. And I think, again, the beauty of a community is that it could do all and any of the above. Community could promote a company as a business. Community can promote a product. Community can promote a concept. It could be anything. It's the genuinely the ultimate container that can essentially promote both business, leisure, people, concepts. It could do anything. And that's what I think is what's so amazing about a community. So you believe that every company needs to have a community? I think every company can have a community because a community is so versatile that it can can fulfill and help promote the company's goals. What I have seen is that managing community is demanding. You got to invest in it. You got to be focused on it. So it depends on the company's goals and the company's willingness to invest in this entity called a community in order to say, yes, we're in it. It's a great way to be connected to our customers great way to be connected to our partners, to our vendors. Fantastic. But if you do it, you may as well do it good. Focus on the content, on the crowd, and make sure you choose the right container. Otherwise, it could be a waste of time. Wow. Okay. That's a great tip. Um, And I can't believe it, but we got to the last question. Oh, okay. And I'm wondering... Do you think that networking helps business professionals to succeed? Well, I'm, I'm inclined to say the, abs- the answer is absolutely yes. It, couldn't, be, it couldn't, couldn't go no other way. And I'll give a couple of examples. The first is one of the community members, she, she joined um, at a fairly early stage of the, of, of the community. She said, business development is networking and networking is business development. They're mutually exclusive. They're tied to each other very, very well. So that's to, does uh, a community help networking? Absolutely. And does networking help business? Absolutely. And I'll give you yet another example that isn't part of the, uh, the community world. Um, after a long time of not traveling, I had my first business flight, um, first business trip late June to the East Coast of the US. I did Atlanta, uh, Cleveland, Boston, and New York. And I can tell you that, well, to be honest, I, I didn't miss airplane food. I didn't miss sleeping in hotel rooms. But what I did miss is the personal interaction. And I can tell you from a business perspective, 
the things I achieved within four or five days of travel, face-to-face -face interaction, I pro would probably take me easily a year or 18 months to achieve remotely wow. with, with, with not the face-to-face interactions. That was a huge, huge, huge business catalyst. Um, had a good couple of uh, juicy stakes, but I put that aside. Definitely the networking um, that goes, the business acceleration that goes with networking, that networking that fulfills business acceleration are a huge, huge asset this day and age. Is it because we want to feel people and feel the vibes mm. and especially maybe feel trust that that's what it's all about in business? Hey. I, I think that's a great, great point. When you look someone, somebody in the eye and you're close to him, you sit in the same restaurant, the same office with them, that builds the trust. It's much easier to relate and to connect. Read the body language, which is so, so significant, so um, uh, impactful. And uh, you can't argue with the fact that when you're both in the same office, both in the, in the same physical environment, as you said, it builds trust. By the way, we're all... We're all really craving for this, for this personal interaction that we haven't had properly for the last year and a half. So once I had this opportunity, it definitely added as a, as a boost in my interaction with the counterparts that I met. Wow, that's so true. There's nothing like a face-to-face -face meeting. So before we part, would you like to add anything? Well, uh, thanks. I think this is a great opportunity to mention, um, uh, mention a couple of things. First of all... Um, As I said in the beginning, I'm all into service, what's good service and what's great service. So if, you're, if anyone, any, any of our listeners, uh, listeners are interested in service, feel free to reach out. I'm a big business development and big community fan. So what do you, what do you mean about service? Do you mean like um, making a phone call or chat or? Well, so service in my books is doing something for somebody else. It is so, so broad that it is all-encompassing. We've all experienced great service encounters and poor service encounters. What makes a good service encounter as good as it was? That's something that I, I spend a lot of time, a lot of thought in. So if anybody, anybody would like to be uh, part of my thoughts and part of the conversation, please feel free to reach out. Um, same goes to business development. If anybody is interested in having a conversation about what is business development and what else can business development do to your business, there too, feel free to reach out. And I'd also like to reach out to all our, um, uh, all our listeners and, and say that this day and age, things may be challenging, uh, may be very demanding. I'd urge you all to be very, very positive, very, very optimistic. Most of the time, most of the things fall well into place. So exercise that optimism muscle. It's a small muscle, but exercise it. And I'm absolutely confident that with optimism with a very positive approach, we'll all see a much, much better society, environment, and a better world. Wow, I feel uh, already optimistic. <laughs> Hopefully I managed to encourage you and, and, and our listeners. I, sure. I truly believe in it. Sure. So thank you so much, Gilad, for joining us. It was uh, so interesting. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Grow Fearlessly. We hope you enjoyed it. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. The podcast was recorded by Magnify, a leading B2B sales intelligence SaaS platform. For more information, check out our website, www.magnify.com. 
Stay tuned for our next episode with another inspiring and interesting guest to bring you practical growth tips.